Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Yep. Everything that you search for on Google it might come back to bite you. If you've searched online for a particular street address, maybe the name of a crime victim, maybe an abortion drug, cops can find out about that. Google says it has procedures to, quote, protect the privacy of our users while supporting the important work of law enforcement. And I think most of us are on board with that. But defense attorneys and civil liberties advocates say that Google is a gold mine for novel police methods that they call unconstitutional phishing expeditions. The advocates say Google must collect and save less of our data to avoid its potential misuse. Isn't that crazy to think that somebody is holding on to everything you ever searched for on Google? That kind of that's scary. You don't even have to factor in Halloween for me, and that's scary. Sheer Ovaday is a writer of the Tech Friend newsletter for the Washington Post. I want to know more about this. So it seems like some of this has been used to almost target people who were not criminal in any nature. Can you give us some of those stories? Yeah, and I want to be clear that I don't think anybody has objections to a sort of standard police warrant that we probably know from, I don't know, crime shows, right, where somebody is arrested for a crime and then the police go to a judge and get a warrant to search all, search his house, search all of his emails or search um, everything that's on his phone. I think people, even defense attorneys, are generally okay with those kinds of police warrants for information, including from from Google. What they take issue with is what you described, right, which are these kind of what critics call dragnet warrants, right, where the police, they know crime occurred, they don't know who committed it, and they basically go to Google and they say, tell us everyone who had a, a smartphone who was in this vague area when this bank robbery occurred. And we'll sift through the information on all of those devices and try to pick our suspects out of all of those people, both innocent and potentially guilty alike. Right. And that's yeah. the thing that people who, um, you know, defend uh, defense attorneys and constitutional scholars, that's the kinds of things they had issue with. So in terms of examples, you know, one of the examples, this is not one I uncovered, but I found it was a striking example. There was a case in Florida a few years ago where Google notified a man that they had turned over um, records of everywhere he went with his phone to police. And this man thought, what is this about? And, you know, hired an attorney. And the attorney found that um, the police, the local police, were investigating a house robbery, a house burglary, excuse me, and they didn't know who had committed the crime. And again, did what I just what I just said. They got the phone location records from Google of everyone who had been kind of in the vicinity of that house burglary, burglary around the time that it happened, including this man in Florida who said, I, I was just riding my bike by that house. I ride my bike there for exercise on a regular basis, and he got swept into this police investigation 
because of this kind of dragnet warrant behavior. And what makes me nervous about that is he had to hire an attorney. So all of a sudden, you're, you're, it, there's a cost involved here just because you rode a bike past someone's house. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair point. And, you know, I, I think a lot of us who um, think of ourselves as law-abiding people, right, we, we can have reasonable disagreements about whether we feel like this is okay. I think some people might think, well, you know, that's a reasonable outlier example of, you know, somebody who got kind of caught up in the system, but ultimately, you know, they didn't go to, they didn't, they didn't go to prison. They weren't convicted of a crime. Um, and that was just somebody who kind of was caught in the middle of the police trying to find a legitimate criminal. And some people might be okay with that trail. Well, and I think a lot of people in this city, in Chicago, would be okay if that was put to use to stop the crime and the carjacking and the robberies and the shootings, but we don't see it being put to use. Doesn't mean that it's not being put to use. But in the article, Google said that in roughly the past 18 months, they have successfully objected to, to more than 2,000 large-scale location warrants as unconstitutional. So if they objected to 2000 how how many searches are there for this type of thing yes that is a very excellent question that we do not know the answer to so google does disclose twice a year how many warrants and similar kind of government demands it receives around the world in the united states it's tens of thousands each year and but a lot of them i want to be clear are again these kind of targeted warrants that few people have a problem with right again we've arrested somebody we ask google or we ask a bunch of other digital companies give us all their email show give us all their text messages things like that we don't know how many of these kind of broader requests google gets for either where you know the the all the devices who have been around a crime at the time it happens or as you mentioned these kind of broad keyword search warrants, right? So there was this case that was litigated in Colorado where the police got a warrant for everybody who looked up the address of a home in the Denver area where a fatal arson fire had had taken place and where the police had few leads. They didn't know who had committed this crime. And they did find their suspects, um, they said, from these, Google searches of anybody who had Googled that home address or similar ones um, in other parts of the country. But of course, other people who might have just been, you know, looking up that address or looking up a similar address in California, they also got swept into the system. But apparently then um, kind of police ruled them out relatively quickly. Well, and I think in states where abortion is illegal and they really want to make a point of that, those are cases that, you know, overzealous prosecutors will search, you know, uh, to, to somewhat make a point. And that's my concern. If somebody looks up an abortion drug or where to travel to for an abortion, that that too can be data that they collect. Yes. And, and to be clear, I am not aware of any examples of, of that happening. But, you know, I want to be clear that this whole process is kind of shrouded in secrecy. Right. And we only know about these large scale warrants to Google when it comes up sometimes in, in news articles or when defense attorneys find out about them through um, through a trial process. So we really don't know all that's happening. But you're right that a constitutional um uh, advocates and 
um, you know, people who support rights to abortion. That's exactly the kinds of things that they're worried about is a prosecutor in Texas, which has, you know, significant restrictions on abortion, could say, we want Google to tell us, give us the records on anyone who Googled, you know, the name of an abortion drug in the state of Texas or, or how to get the name of an abortion drug in the state of Texas. And, you know, that could um, rope individual people who might be curious about an abortion or getting an abortion right, anywhere right. in the country. That could It could rope them into an investigation. Again, I, I'm not aware of that happening, but that's exactly the kind of thing that people who worry about these warrants are thinking about. And our time is very limited. I've got to go to the newsroom. But my feeling is is that criminals who really do have intent to commit a crime probably know what to turn off on their phone to prevent any trace of them being tracked. Yes, I think that's a good point. Um, Not all criminals are tech savvy, but you're (laughs) right that many of them know I'm not going to take a phone to the scene of a crime or I'll, I'll turn it off or do other things to disable Google's ability to track me. Where is your article posted? Uh, you can find it on thewashingtonpost.com, or you can Google, since we're talking about Google, <laughs> the tech friend at thewashingtonpost.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Shira Ovede, she is the writer of the Tech Friend newsletter for the Washington Post. Hey, Tom Skilling joins us next. We're going to talk about this snow. Who is getting the most? Is Indiana going to see some accumulation? All that and his retirement after Steve's news on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.